right, welcome everybody. We're here with another episode of Student to Scholar. We have a special guest in the building. He goes by the name of Ray Mosu. Yeah. Yes, he a legend in these Orlando streets. <laughs> well, he's a martial artist as yeah. well as a dancer. B-boying has been his roots. But uh, he's a great person overall and a good friend of mine. And we're happy to have him on the show. This is the episode seven of Students to, Students to Scholar. And part six, if I'm correct, no, part seven, wait, wait, part five, my bad, <laughs> part five of Injustice and Revolution segment, you know, where we get to talk about the issues Ooh, of Injustice and Revolution, okay. Yes, yes, we about to be really personal, controversial in here, so uh, yeah. welcome to you, Ray Mosu, thank you for being on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. Man, it's a pleasure, it's a pleasure. But um, I don't know if these people know who you are as far as like accolades goes, but uh, right. just give a little background about who you are, what you've done, where you've been, right. things like that. little accolade, I'll keep it, try and keep it short. So, uh, so my name's Ray. Ray, uh, dancer name's Ray Mosu. Uh, I've been dancing since I was 16. I'm 32 now. <laughs> so what? what is that, like 16 years total? Um, started as a b-boy. I've been a crumper. I uh, went back to b-boying. <laughs> I do <laughs> remember that. that. I do. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, I've been on America's Got Talent. Um, I've been an actor before. Not anymore. <laughs> uh, back to my roots as a dancer. But, uh, yeah, basically mostly, most, mostly b-boying. Done choreography. Um, that's it. I'm from Miami, Florida. Well, tell me about that, uh, that that martial arts background of yours, you know? Oh. We don't know much about it, but we have a reoccurring theme of martial artists being on the show as oh, well really? as uh, having a dance background. So just like, you know, I don't know if yeah, you want to yeah. reveal that part for, you know, self-defense right, right. purposes, but, you know, just, you know, if you want to, you can share it. Let's go. I, yeah, like you said, I'm a capoeirista as well. I, I, man, I, uh, was it three, four, five? No, 2015. My bad. 2015, I started Capoeira. Mm -hmm. I dropped everything, b-boying, dancing for three years after that, <clears throat> just to focus on Capoeira. Also, I was, I guess I'll add, I'll just be a little honest. I was a little lost as a dancer. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So that's why I did Capoeira. I was, that was the next best thing, actually, for me, because it has both elements, right. fighting and dancing. So True. That. But many people say that it's just a dance, you know, like it's confusion or myths or surrounding that. Like you want to clear that up or just dispel some rumors. So Capoeira is a dance that is that has fighting hidden in it. Mm. Um, because as um, hopefully I don't know if you're how familiar with the, the history of it, but, you know, there are slaves uh, in, in Africa, um, Brazil, my bad. Slaves are brought over from Africa to Brazil mm -hmm. when slavery was uh, still big and doing, doing its thing. Uh, what was, I don't even know, 15, 1600s, whatever, whatever people started migrating over to the Western hemisphere, mm -hmm. uh, they had to hide uh, the fact that they wanted to protect themselves and fight and defend themselves against uh, slave masters, slave owners. So they would uh, disguise their fight as a dance but the purpose was always fighting so so baseline there is a fight there there is a dance and that's deception mm. but i think i think as a fighter no matter uh, 
whatever fight you do, deception is is key sometimes to winning. So either way, you think right. it's dancing, I th- I can still kick your ass. Facts. <laughs> People sleep. <laughs> People sleep. <laughs> Word. You won't see it coming through. <laughs> yes, yes. As a, as a person who has like taken that journey for a bit, you know, I definitely yeah. wanted you to speak more about that because you know people underestimate that and what it is. So, you know, uh, our previous guest on the show, Amy Cicada, did you know oh. expand a bit more on that and really go into a bit more detail. But just like you know, oh yeah, hearing yeah. You, hearing you speak on it just adds that extra reinforcement to it, right? So people just need and to she, understand and respect it. It's an ancient art form, an ancient martial art. Like it's been here before your mama's mama, mama's yep. mama. <laughs> yep. And it's it's I a, mean, it know, helped it helped to inspire b boys or breaking too. You know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a lot of movements come from that, right? Yeah, a lot of movements come from that. Um, I think I forget his name, but there is a master who came from Brazil. It was either the '60s or '70s, mm-hmm. and he would you know set up shop on the streets while uh b-boying was in this cradle stage still forming so i'm pretty uh there there have been um i guess there's not like a clear uh story or definitive story i've heard of how it was influenced but Mm -hmm. a couple it was definitely an influence to breaking at that time because it it was there when it was being formed right they definitely had to draw inspiration from that you can see it in a lot of the movements yeah as well as like you know um i say like when breaking was just on the drums, it was like, you know, Apache, you know, that, oh. I feel like that was, that may have been the time frame that, you know, people started drawing more yeah. from that because, you know, the instruments that are in Capoeira as well. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you tell them a little bit about the instruments, you know, that's in instruments? Capoeira? All right. So there is, there, we basically have well, it, what I will say the equivalent of what somebody would think is a band basically playing, but in Capoeira, they call it a bateria. So we'll line up. We have the uh, Brazilian uh, instrument, the uh, beating bow, which is a long wooden stick uh, with the, the string in the middle. <laughs> I'm bad at describing it, but it's just a long, long instrument, tall, has a string and you hit it with a stick and use a rock to like change the pitch and all that, right? Mm-hmm. So then you have the drums, they're called atabaki, and then pandero, or um, how do you say pandero in English? I'm forgetting my English. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, tambourine, that's what it is. Tambourine. Oh, okay. um, and there's also extra instruments as well. But those are the main three. They line up. You can think about this as it for uh, uh, as a, uh, in the b-boy world to kind of transfer some uh, information, knowledge, or make it relate. The bateria is a DJ in b-boying. That's equivalent. And then we have, a, we have our own cipher that we call a hall that, which means circle Ooh. as well. So we... Basically, we have the same thing B-boys have. We have the music. We have the bateria, which is a DJ. We have this, the cypher, which is called the hada. And the only, the only difference is that uh, in Capoeira, is more of a community to it, you know? More of a, like, we're all in this together, so we're going to play, we're going to clap, we're going to sing. Yes. Uh, it's more tribal. It's, it's more tribal because, uh, man, kind of going off track, but, like, you know, DJing, that's a new tech, that's new tech when it comes to dancing and movement. Mm-hmm. While back in the days, if you wanted to have something like b-boying or a cypher, it was all back to the roots, like instruments. You gotta hit it, you gotta, you gotta hit it, you gotta sing it, you gotta clap it, whatever it is. Yeah, so I, think, I, I think that's, uh, 
that ancestral vibe like that's something that you know makes yeah. you a bit more grounded with it you know because yeah. it, it changes the atmosphere it's not electronic it's something that really is natural yeah. to how your body would feel music and it's, right. it's representation of you know different elements of the earth you know it just shows that yep. that heritage you know so that yep. yeah the yeah, people need to understand that it's not just something that's to be overlooked it's something to be respected and oh capoeira yeah of course. I mean, there, there's so many el 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 elements to it. You got to learn before you get your white belt to become a master. Mm -hmm. uh, well, every school has a different belt system, but uh, traditionally the white belt is a master. Mm. You start at green and end in white. But um, to to get to master, you got to learn. You got to make sure you know the the music, the language, the Portuguese language. Um, you got to know the instruments. <laughs> you got to learn how to play like fight you know and you got to and you got to teach too so wow. there it's a multifaceted type of martial art very tribal very tribal very community based you know so i, love hey, I remember you. one thing you told me um when i was at you know in the hotel with y'all stuff and it was like it was fun but then you said hey you know, everybody don't play nice. And I never forgot that because it was just like, oh, you know, because people really be trying to take people's heads off. Like they really yes. be trying to take you out. And it's it's fun because yes. like you barely you coming out of there barely alive, but it's <laughs> not everybody's coming in like, oh, it's fun. Let's play. No, not everybody no. has that mentality. No, no, some people and that's the thing. Some people they bring their own vibe to the Hada. Mm -hmm. Right? It's like it's like dance dancing. Everybody has it brings their own vibe to the cipher. Right. Like some people only care about the competition. Well, some people are there for the vibes. Some people are there for the community. Right. right. Mm -hmm. So I would say I'm I'm the type of person who I'm there for the community. I just want to build the community up, uh, make this strong and going and create relationships and friendships lifelong, you know, get some exercise. So that's what I'm in it for. I, but shoot, yeah. Sure. <laughs> hey, that's been, yeah, that's quite the introduction. And we actually covered. Uh, oh, shoot, that was still the introduction. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but I really, I just wanted to, you know, hover on that a bit. Yeah, yeah. Because I heard, you know, from other martial artists and other people who had that background that, you know, they just didn't respect it as much. And that bothered me because, you know, oh, once you, know, you have to experience it to really get that that understanding, overstanding of it. Damn, but, uh, I would I would love to spar like uh, capoeira versus a different mar type of martial art discipline. Cool. That'd be interesting to watch. <laughs> oh, yeah, I Poor think there's me. footage on YouTube, but I don't know if it's like just like some of that stuff be on YouTube be, on YouTube be corny. But uh, no, there there has been some MMA fighters that have used capoeira in the in the yeah. cage. I just don't know their names, there, but I've seen there, some knockouts. Well, yeah, there, there's a within Capoeira, there's a like I would say a couple of very effective kicks, especially mm -hmm. to bring it to MMA. And the Mealua is one of them. You know the Mealua? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you, uh, you, you do Taekwondo, right? No. I won't, say <laughs> I won't say what I do on here for self defense purposes, but something I train in is not necessarily for sparring, it's more so like straight to the point. Right. You right, right I got you. I got <laughs> I'll you. let you know after. After this, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. say it on here. Well, no, uh, yeah. But do you guys? Well, speak. Uh, I won't go into detail. But do you guys have a similar kick, kick to the Mealua? Yes, 
like a it's, it's like a back kick, like a spinning. Okay, I mean, kick, at, at the end of the, at the end of the day, mo uh, most martial arts are kind of similar. They just their approach to executing the move is going to be different. Right? Facts. So, so yeah. Mea Lua, that's like the most effective kick. You could use an MMA. No, okay. Small story, right? It wasn't the Mea Lua. It was something else, like kind of like a crescent kick. I forgot mm -hmm. what you call that one, but uh, I did that in a battle, bro, and I like kicked somebody in the face. Oh, you got the footage? I do, but it's like I can't. <laughs> you should have a clip. Everybody was like, "Oh!" And then the music, the DJ kept playing the music, and I was just sitting like, "Let me finish my round." <laughs> Yo, you finished your round good. I finished the round, <laughs> and right. then I went and grabbed. I went to find the guy because he walked out of the ring, and I was just like, "Dude, I'm so sorry, bro." He was like, "Yo, it's cool." <laughs> It's cool, it's cool. And then Nick had called him back to go again so he can complete his round, but then I ended up losing yeah. that match. And then, like, with the, I was filming that event, too. That's the hilarious part. Like, I'm over here doing it behind the scenes, and I end up being the one just, like, violated. So, yeah. but I knew. I feel like at that point, everybody was like, man, he kicking niggas? Yo. I ain't gonna fuck with him. Oh, <laughs> yo, that was, that would be accepted in a Hada. A different cipher. Yes, you see? <laughs> That's why, you know, I got to keep more discipline in that aspect. Cause yeah, yeah. I ain't out here like you or Negin over here can just fire away kicks and shit. The oh, game, yeah, yeah. But, that dude's uh, na nice, so he's nasty. Yeah, both of y'all are, bro. Don't underestimate yourself. Hey. But yeah, hey. so we're going to move into the actual topic now. Roger that. So something that you said you were really interested in speaking on is oh, yeah. dance and economics. Cool. Right, I feel so. like I had a journey with dance and economics so yeah they go hand in hand it's important to know these because if yep. you ain't got the economics right you're in a world of trouble yep uh-huh and that's a common thing unfortunately in you know the pursuit of dance but let's get into this first question all right let's do it where were you financially at the start of your pursuits as a dancer broke as fuck <laughs> <laughs> so oh, so how broke <laughs> now nah, but like Share, share us that story, where your mind was at and, you know, what was going on. <laughs> Yo, I was so mature. I was so mature back then. Mm -hmm. So I started dancing when I was 16, and I didn't get my first – I didn't start doing gigs till I was, like, 20, breaking into, like, the entertainment scene as a paid entertainer, basically. Back then, my whole <laughs> – oh, I'll, I'll be honest, it's a little bit embarrassing, but – my whole idea back then, I thought I was just going to be a famous dancer. I'm just going to do this. I'm going to get more things coming to me. And I'm just going to grow with that as I get older. Mm -hmm. What was I wrong? Was I wrong? You know, you know what, <laughs> what really gives you success in the entertainment world, at least? What? Being a good person. <laughs> but, underestimated to be honest <laughs> yeah being nice and a good person that takes you a long way i actually i, I just the I, I worked today right i was telling you mm -hmm. and uh at sea world um and the guy that i was i worked for this i worked for this guy he's the same age as me mm -hmm. said this we had the same conversation just like sometimes it's underestimated in the entertainment industry to be nice some mm -hmm. people are stuck up or just they have an ego they think they deserve better all right but Long story short, when I was younger, I was immature. I wasn't a good person, right? So I, I killed a lot of opportunities I could have had, which was probably better for me anyways. 
Because mm-hmm. I ended up going a different route in life, and I, I like where my where I'm at right now financially. Mm-hmm. So it just took me to a path, a different path that I thought I was going. So first gig was uh, you ever met Mark Merrill? Mark Merrill. Anybody out there? Mark Merrill. I haven't no. No, he he was a WWE uh, championship wrestler back in like the nineties. What? He was pretty famous back in the days, but he started his own uh, speaking motivational speaking uh, company. Mm-hmm. He would go to schools. So, oh, you know Jolene. You yes. know Jolene. So legend. <laughs> yes. So uh, I got I got to work with him because Jolene was a manager for him at the time. Oh. So. I remember that this was my, my first fucking entertainment gig. So I hit her up. She was like, yes, we're looking for people. Cause I was like, you know, what have I, what do I got to lose? Uh, that's another thing I like to say in the entertainment world. Sometimes you should just ask like, yeah. is this, yo, I see you doing this. Is there, do you need more people? Or is, or, you know, I'm available. What's up? Mm-hmm. So sometimes uh, just asking will get you a gig, you know, just, what was, what's going to hurt the most is that they're going to say no or say stupid shit. Just, just move on. Keep, keep doing you. But anyways, that gig, I just simply asked. Uh, I, I got to work with Mark Merrill, uh, ex-championship wrestler, now motivational speaker. That was my first gig. Then I got uh, Street Breaks. Um, you know Street Breaks, right? They uh, yeah, I think. Universal I, Studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, I do. So, so there was, there was a, a couple of years into my uh, uh, entertainment, you know, dancer wor- or profession. Mm-hmm. I was pretty good. I was pretty set, right? And then something I learned about the entertainment industry is it's up and down. So if you don't have a plan B, uh, this show that you were doing for like a couple months to a year or t- two years can all of a sudden be like pulled out like a rug from underneath you. Facts. So there was... This is when I got lost in dancing as a dancer, what I wanted to do, who I wanted to be. Like, remember I told you, like, I thought it was just going to be famous. Right. It was just going to be given to me. I just got to keep doing this, right? Mm-hmm. So once that happened, like, the real work within me to be who I am today started. Yeah. I was lost for years. Actually, when I started to get back on track with, like, who I felt, I don't know, I, like, like, let me ask you. I don't know about you, but putting your identity in something so much and, you know, something happens where, like, now you're not that. Yeah. You lose your identity, like, who you are. I I, I don't know. I don't know. if Have you ever been through something like that? Many times, bro. Many times. But I've learned. Yeah, exactly. It's happened to me many times as well. But I've learned that those are the opportunities to redefine or reorganize who you are mm-hmm. repurpose yourself because if it wasn't meant to be well i believe some, some things are just not meant to be for you you're, you're meant to go on a different path anyways mm-hmm. so i i came to peace to terms with that so so yeah so here i am young kid doing all this dance all of a sudden like mark marrow he started I don't know if you want to go into detail with that, but yeah, if you uh, like, bro. do you want me to go into detail how like it all just kind of went away from me? Yeah, bro. You can, bro be honest. Be real. Let the kids know. Right. Whoever listens. So, so nothing bad. It was just I wasn't thinking of the future. I wasn't thinking ahead. Mm-hmm. And I was a young entertain or I was a young young dude in the entertainment world. And I still I was still learning how it worked. 
mm-hmm. right? In, in entertainment, you need to be multi, you need to be multifaceted. You need to be, well, if you want consistent gigs, right? Right. If you want consistent gigs, here you go. You're either really good at what you do at that one thing. Yeah. Or you're, you're good at multiple things. Mm. And between those multiple things, you're always getting booked, right? That's a gym. So that's what I that's what I started doing after that. I'm like, man, I need to get into stilts. But anyways, Mark, for instance, Mark Merrill. This I, I did not look ahead when I first started working with him. This guy, he got one of his videos went viral, so viral that we were booking shows left left and right. Like, yo, this is so good. We're getting we're getting so much work with Mark right now. But then there comes a point where this motivational speaker doesn't lead dancers anymore. So nothing, nothing against him, no hard feelings. Cause it's just like a natural progression. Like he started with dancers cause he needed, he needed our help. Right. Yeah. But once you go viral, you kind of, and, and you have, you built that skill of speaking. Like you can do your own thing now. Mm-hmm. You don't need dancers. Right. You just need like a, a clicker or a projection or whatever. So <laughs> damn, that's gone. And this happened around 2014, 2015. Right. Right. So gone, there was a, a, a stilt, a power skipping stilt gig that I was doing at SeaWorld mm-hmm. for two years. The, uh, by the way, this happened all at the same, in the same year. I do remember oh. you on the stilts when you first got it, because I saw you did a practice video in the street. I do remember yes, that's that. Yes, that's when I was training for it. That's when, that's, oh. that's when I was training for it, because um, I got that gig. Do you know Julie Johnson? Yes. So she because owned that, she owned the studio. Studio uh, one, yes. Mm-hmm. That that and that's that was our coach for the the. When I went to America's Got Talent, that's the team I went with. Okay. It was her, it was her team, her group, right? Mm-hmm. Studio one was the name back in the day, uh, but anyways, she got me that gig, right? So she knew people. She talked to them. Got that gig. I was like, yo, I gotta learn a backflip on stilts. I'm like, oh shoot. <laughs> So I just started training. That's you know, and I'm posting stuff on training. But anyways, that contract at SeaWorld eventually just dried up and ended two years, two years after, right? And then what else did I do? Street breaks, break dancing at Universal in the theme park. That he had a consistent contract, but that ended as well. And it sucks that this had to happen all at the same time. Mm. That's when I think the real journey of uh, who I am today started. Because now I had this identity, I'm a dancer. And now I was kind of a shitty person too. I'm right. not gonna lie. <laughs> before, before, in the entertainment world, at least, I was kind of shitty. Like, you know, a little attitude here and there, a little spicy, <laughs> not, not too professional as I, but I, I learned that I have to be that way now, especially uh, when, you, when, you, when you're just working with other people, you know, you just got to be, you learn, you got to be a good person. Yeah. So killed my ego. Basically, right. if, I, if I can put it in a shorter term, I, I, my ego died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I learned I have to kill that shit. Um, so anyways, bro, that's, that was around 2015 now. Mm-hmm. That's when I started Capoeira. A year or two later, that's when me and you got reconnected again. Um, and man, I just, I just had to reinvent myself. I mean, but, but that's the thing, like reinventing yourself, it's kind of hard and it's a painful process, but I value it now. 
I definitely value it right now. <laughs> yeah, you see what you're made of. You see what you really yeah. can do. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You get you get thrown in the fire, and you just got to come out of the. Oh, there, there's this quote, bro. Whoa. Get thrown, get get thrown, uh, get thrown into the wolves. Come out leading the pack. That, yo, that's hard. <laughs> I love that quote. I love that quote. That's what it. That's what life is, man. That's what life is, bro. So that, so what's the message you gonna leave for the for the for the next generation who like feeling like they just gonna get viral off TikTok or something, you know, like and just be have bags on bags and whatever, bro. First of all, I'd like to back it up a little bit and say it's the parents, whoever's raised. It's the parents. Oh, that's the parents. Parents, father figure, mother figure, whoever, whoever is that. Uh, good role model basically a role model uh-huh. right they teach you they give you values but for this generation that has a kind of similar mentality as i started out with like oh, i'm just gonna be famous whatever mm. don't care about the numbers don't care about people just do the work i think i think working on a craft is so underrated yeah you know like what you're doing like this is still new you're still on episode seven but yeah. But like you're you're doing something, you're 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 seeing where it goes, where the wind takes you. Um, I forgot where I'm going with this, but keep going. <laughs> yeah, work on a craft. That's what the kids. Work, that's that's it, man. Work, work on your craft. Don't care about what other people think about you. Don't care about the numbers. Who's watching? It's like you're building a skill right now. You know True. what I'm saying? That's you're that's building, underrated and, right there. That training and the skill. That's underrated, the skill of doing that. Um, like b- before, you know, before this podcast uh, started, I was telling you how uh, I was helping out the Capoeira school, growing that, and uh, with the social media, bringing students to this, uh, to the, this Capoeira school. And boy, I, I, when I told him, I want to do your social media marketing, mm-hmm. he was like, go for it, right? I was new. I was just starting couple months in i started getting more and more practice i started getting more better you know building that skill and man you you were there I, well, how, how long were you, you weren't there or oh, you weren't there for a while you were there for a short time but you like saw two months, too, right two yeah i was in orlando for a good minute but it's like yeah. i was at the school for like two months or so but i think you were there pretty much at the height like there was was there a lot of uh, students in the class when you came yeah, because I know when we went out to, like, dinner and stuff, it was packed out for, like, straight cop weather students. So, yeah. Yo, so, like, that's a skill. Like, now I know if I wanted to – I have social, I have a social media marketing skill, right? Mm-hmm. I don't do it now, but if I wanted to go back to it, it's kind of it's kind of like riding a bike. I might be a little rusty, but I can always do that, you know? Right. So it's a skill, like, skill. Nobody can take skill. it from me. Nobody can take, nobody can take bro no that's perfect nobody can take the skills that you worked hard to build mm. that's underrated and that that's that's my that's what i would say to this, this younger generation because man things are moving so fast paced there's new things yeah. popping up every day people are going to lose their attention do this and do that but yeah. they're not going to stick to that one thing yeah that they're going to be known for you know what i'm saying Yo, that's the wholehearted truth right there. That's something like our elders were saying, like they said trade, like you need to go to school, get a trade. But like, you know, online, you can take online courses free. 
like these things that stay with you, you can always monetize them at some point or just, you know, innovate them. So like that is important to have some type of skill set that's going to keep you uh, sustainable in this world. Cause like everything is fleeting, especially now that it's digital. So. Yeah. You know, and speaking, and speaking of that, um, I started realizing that like skill you as a person, how diverse you are mm. and being able to bring in income. Um, that depends on how diverse your skill set is too. Mm. So, so man, I don't know. I don't know. I can go deep into that, but are, what question are we on? <laughs> no, this is still, uh, where were you fi financially at the start of your dance career? But like, you're giving gym, bro. It's not necessarily like you got to stay okay, okay. by the book. Nah, this is yeah, information yeah. for people. Like, okay, I got you. Bro, yeah, but you can, you can expand you know, on that if you want to, or we can go to the next bro. one. So, okay, I'll leave it. I'll, I'll say a couple more things. So as an entertainer, if you want, if you want to get, I, I said this before, if you want to be booked, booked and blessed is how I like to say it. I like that. You're either good. You're either really good at one thing, and you're, and you're like famous for it, or you're diverse in a couple different, you know, actor, singer, dancer, stunt performer, right? There's different. There's different fields in entertainment, right? Right. And you get a little bit of this, a little bit of that. So, skill or skill set. Either way, you need your skills up. Yeah, you gotta get put in the work. You exactly, put in the work. Cause yep. like. Let me let me add to that. For example, like oh, I had yeah. I had this like um my old mentor Shadow Sephiroth. He was like giving me the scrolls on hip hop freestyle dance and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like the formulas. But like I had a video that went viral for me breaking my mom's table. I was dancing in the living room and I busted the table right. He shared yeah. it. He got like over two hundred k views, and I was like, yo. Wow. But then he was like, okay what do you have to use this momentum? And that shook my world. Cause I was like, damn, I don't have anything to like carry that. Like, oh, you viral, but like what's backing it? What's going to put money on your pocket? Like food on the table. And that had me hurt. So then that's what Genesis project. I was like, no, nah, I gotta, I gotta create something. So if I ever go viral again, like it's something I can keep running with. Yeah. Yeah. Keep on. So that's yeah, yeah, when the skill set started being riding that wave. Yeah. Like that's when I was like, yo, I need, again, riding the wave, you need to learn how to surf. <laughs> so you get that yeah. skill to ride waves. So I was like, yo, yes. I, oh, mean, I was like, I got to get right. Because if this comes again, I get viral, I'm not about to be broke. <laughs> That's crazy. Where, where do you go viral on, by the way? Like TikTok? And that was on Facebook. It was Facebook. before okay. TikTok. Okay. It was on Facebook. It was Facebook page and shit. I had like 200K. I was like, yo, people like, oh, this is crazy. People were trying to look at my stuff, but it was no product. It was no service. So that's, yes. I was done. And then that's what led me to make my online course too. Cause I was like, yo, imagine if everybody like he went viral for breaking his table, but like he's actually raw. Right. And then they, they just get curious and then people just keep following you. Exactly. The traffic. Traffic. So, come back to skills, kids. You need to have them skills. And, get the skills up. On that. But uh, yo, that's, man, that was profound. Like facts. So uh, let's let's move into our next category because we actually did cover uh, entertainment and education all in that one spill. We're gonna yeah. go uh, spirituality and wellness. All right. So uh, in this in this ever changing world and as stressful as it is with politics and just controversy, how do you find solace in today in today's society? Like you know, what's your ways to you know keep balance, center, and keep that level head? 
focusing on me. But like, what's your methods though? My methods? That's general. Do, do so. So I have, you know, I have goals, right? Right. We all, yo, if you don't, if you don't have a goal, go back to sleep. Or if you don't have a dream, go back to sleep. That's that's a quote. I'm trying to remember quotes here. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a dream, go back to sleep. Okay. Word. So re- remember when I told you like my whole identity thing, uh, just getting that full-time entertainment work and then goes, gets pulled underneath me. Uh-huh. Oh, I, and plus the fact that uh, I got to add, I was burnt out too, but by, by the end of that, so I'm like, oh, fuck, lost. So one thing wrong that I didn't do and I had to learn how to redefine myself, right, is I needed to know what the hell I wanted in life. Mm. What the hell do you want? Like when you die, what, what do you, what do you want to be remembered for? You know? Yeah. Hey, that's synchronicity. So, <laughs> Yo, that's a profound quote, bro. That cha-ching, yeah, he's speaking facts. Go ahead. Yo, that's so funny. That's my eBay account. I'm just making money. Oh, let these people know, bro. Oh, I didn't I didn't say that part of the economic part. Part of redefining. Well, I'll, I'll go backtrack. Okay, okay, okay. Part of reading. Oh, shoot. Dogs, dogs. Oh, I got you, I got you. All right. So part of, <laughs> I'm going to move. I'm going to say this really quick and just move on. Part of redefining myself was looking outside of entertainment and as an actor, as w- what I could provide to the marketplace, uh-huh. the economy. Uh-huh. I can sell stuff on eBay and Amazon. I can, I do, I actually do Uber Eats too. Uh-huh. Um, but I do it on the, rarely do that. I do it on the very busy days when the money's actually worth it, you know? Mm-hmm. But I, uh, I, I'm in the military too. I signed up for the, the Air Force Reserve. So I'm in the, in the military. So all this, all this stuff now, and I'm still doing entertainment, but I cherry pick the entertainment work I do. I do the entertainment work that I actually love to do. While uh, financially, I do these other things that sustain me, that still give me freedom, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's, that was part of the redefining myself. So going back now, <laughs> Dude, what was that question? Yeah, solace in society. Solace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it it, it was it was uh, the point was how do I find solace? Just knowing like who you are and what you want, you'd be surprised. There's a lot of people that don't know what they want. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're just wandering around, just like you kind of see them in a, in your group of friends, just like this dude. Like, just you're just talking, dude. Like, who are you? <laughs> I'm not, point, I'm, not, I'm not pointing anybody out because a lot of people, I had this problem and I'm sure a lot of people have this problem. Like, yo, what's your goal? Who do you stand for? Who are you? What do I, what am I going to remember you for? If I just first, if I just met you right. and I don't see you again, how am I going to remember you? Are you going to stand out? Like you only stand out if you stand for something. Right. So if that makes sense. No, so I think so, so, to answer, to answer your question, it's, Knowing who you are, self-discovery, mm-hmm. right? Like, that gives you that does that peace. make sense? I can yes, see that. It, it, gives, it, it gives you that piece. Like I used to, there was a point in my life where I just used to wake up looking at the world like like it was black. It was depressing. I've and been the, there. And the, yeah, and that's good. It, there, there needs to be an open conversation, mental health, mental health as well. Yeah. So it, it is an epidemic. I'm not. I'm gonna say it's an epidemic with people right now, 
Uh -huh. To find solace, know who you are. If you wake up depressed and black or looking at the world like it's bleak, yeah. you don't know what you want and out of life. Right. You don't know who you want to be. You don't know who you want to be remembered for. And when I answered those questions for myself, I was like, I know what I want. I know what I want to be. I know what it is. Like I now, now I have peace. Like I do, I do the same routine uh, most days now. And I used to hate, I used to have, I used to hate a routine life, like doing same, the same thing yeah. every day. Same. But, but there is, there is a, there is a success in your routine. Yes. Right. It comes part of this. It, it's, you got to realize if you want to build a skill, there is a routine to it. You got to do the same thing every day. Like success is so boring. Success is the <laughs> same thing. Success is the same thing every day, day in, day out. And you blow up overnight after 10 years of hard work. You don't blow up just because you, you know, went viral. Like you were saying earlier, you didn't have a product, but you blew up. Like you didn't, you didn't have, you didn't have the, uh, the formula to grow. Right. Like I, I, I didn't discover that either, but I learned that, okay, now I know I didn't become famous, but that's okay. <laughs> I don't want it anymore. But yo, and that's, that's, and that's real because. I like that quote. He says, "Success is boring because not in a not in a literal sense that people expect, but more so like the the uh, short term satisfaction society that we live in. That you know, people want instantaneous this, instantaneous that. But it's like yes. when you stretch it out over a long period of time, it's like it can seem boring because it's not that quick stimulation. So it's repetitive, mm -hmm. consistent. You know, and that's what gets you the results that that keep you there. You know, and that keep yep. you on solid foundation." So like in the in the you know I guess from a YOLO standpoint you only live once or you, I live a fast life it is boring but like if you really know what you want it's not boring because you get excitement doing mundane things. Yo, you know you know what's funny you know what's funny when you said YOLO. Yeah. I, I remember when that first when they, when that quote first came out and people started saying it I was like Everybody. I was I was saying YOLO too but I was younger. Now you only live once. I say that because I might not live tomorrow. So I need to make right. it count. Yeah. Make it count. So, so YOLO, I'm going hard on my uh, my skill set. Or I'm going, I'm going, I'm gonna be super fucking nice to like people I meet because mm. I might not be alive tomorrow. And that's a that's a perspective I keep with me. Right. You know what? How will you be remembered? How will you be remembered knowing that today might be the only day you'll be remembered? Yo, so, many people live like that thinking like tomorrow's guaranteed. Bro, let me tell you I hate, something. I want to tell you something, bro, and this is real personal. Yeah. Um, bro, when I was in Mexico, bro, I almost died many times, but there was one particular time where, like, I was in the ocean after I had finished, like, my shift for that day at the resort yeah. or whatever. I was just swimming, met some people who was hanging out, was all there going deeper and deeper to the water, and this guy who was not in our group was hanging out with us, but farther away. He was on the heavier side. He went out further and started getting pulled away by a rip current. Ooh. And I just heard him saying, help, help. So I, I just, I walk over there because, you know, I'm tall as fuck. <laughs> and he's the water to his neck, but I'm tall. So yeah. I'm, I'm like, yo, you good, man? He's panicking. He grabs me and starts pulling me down underneath the water. Oh I end up fighting him off. And then, uh, you know, he's grabbing me. And I call the people who are out there with me and say, yo, help me, help him. So wow. we all band together to, like, push this big guy closer to the shore. But the rip current starts pulling us all out. I get that genius idea. I'm like, every time the wave comes in and pushes, I'm going to push you all so you get closer to the shore. So I did that successfully. 
But by the time they made it closer to the shore, I was exhausted, bro, but I was still out there. So then I'm like, all right, I'm going to swim. I swim outside the rip current. But then my body started cramping OD because I was like physically fatigued and oh from working goodness. literally yeah. like 10 hours that day. Then going swimming, messing around, and then helping him. Like, I was exhausted, bro. And I tell you, like, when they say in the movies, like, your life flashed before your eyes, that shit really did. Because I was just like, yo. It's crazy. I was like, yo, it's over with. I'm like, damn. I'm out here in Mexico. Yeah. Ain't nobody I know out here. No family or nothing. I'm like, yeah. And I got real sad. But then I had this, this jolt of, like, inspiration and anger. I was like, yo. But I live more than a lot of people ever get to live. Like, bro, you out here. You looking at this beautiful yeah. stuff. You go right now. You live hey, the full yeah. life. And I was I, like, I've never been to Cancun. <laughs> Bro, I was like, I was like, I was like, you right. But then I was like, then I, got, I was like, fuck this shit. Yeah. <laughs> when I started swimming hard, bro, my feet hit the sand. And I stood up. I turned around, looked behind me, and it was like a rainbow, like dark clouds, but it was a rainbow right there where the storm was that, like approaching and stuff. And I was beautiful. like, God, I'll never, I'll never doubt you again. But it that's just so showed beautiful. me like, you know, life is a value, bro. You can't take that for granted because like, you know, it, it can be taken from you. And just like the ocean itself is so big. It's like, yo, how many lives has the ocean already taken claim? So it's just like, it, it's something to put thinking. in perspective. Like, I'm like, yo, I got to live life even more, I guess. Yes. And shit. Yes. So have you ever heard of the hero's journey? No, no. It, it is. You, you, you'll see it in a lot of movies. Like, uh, for instance, Star Wars is a good one. Mm. The you're Because you're reminding me of the hero's journey. So hero's journey is a journey that we can all take in life. Uh, and, and so in Star Wars, you know Luke Skywalker, right? Yeah. You see him on this planet, then, then uh, you know, some bad alien dudes come and kill his family. And now he has to go on the world, but he kind of denies his journey at first. Yeah. Uh, that's what we all do. So you, you were reminding me of that at that point in the story, you're like, like, uh, you're just you're just kind of giving up right so we all it's like it's like ingrained in us in our, our hero's journey but there's a moment where you're like all this darkness you see the light past the darkness and you're just like fuck it i'm gonna live i'm gonna go i'm gonna go for it i'm gonna be the best i'm gonna be my own hero i'm gonna keep living uh and that's like that's like a short summary of what the hero's journey is but that reminds me of the hero's journey those stories are always inspiring to me like you just you just found a moment in, in like this like this fucking bleak ass situation where you thought you could die and you were just like fuck it you just got the second wind yeah that they is, came out of nowhere <laughs> that is beautiful that is how i want to live every day yeah that's, that's kind of like what i look for in the day you know some days are boring more boring than others but that's okay I'm alive. Yeah, bro. Like, there's always somebody in the worst situation and stuff, and that 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 showed me that. But it's just like, yeah, you know. Um, it also highlights to me like, yo, I've really grown from who I used to be because like I put my life on the line to help someone yes. else, and, and I was okay with that. But then not to like try to put a badge of honor on me, but it was just to say like, I knew that if I was to go at that moment, I have I went after my dreams. Like I didn't except a mundane basic ass life so yeah like, i was i think that's probably why i was like uh, and then yeah. I, was, I got mad i'm like it ain't over yet that's dope bro we probably wouldn't have this conversation if we, if you weren't there if you weren't like yeah. oh, fuck it. 
Uh, no, nah, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like, but we are. It's beautiful. We're we're here. We've been friends for what? Man, no, when did I first meet you? Actually, I know we're going off track a little bit. No, bro. for real, damn. I don't. That was. Bro, it's been over seven years. It had to have been. Yeah, yeah. But it's been a while, man. Yes. I'm glad you're alive. <laughs> Thank you, bro. I'm happy to be talking to you again. Yeah. And uh, well, uh, yeah. Let's uh get according to the theme that we're on injustice and revolution, right? And stuff. Um. Okay, so activism and dance. What are your views on how women in the dance industry are treated and what are some solutions? So within the dance industry. We can expand outside of it, but just start there for like, you know, just. So, so I want, um, this, this, this is a hard question for me to answer because I, I haven't, I've heard, I've heard a lot of stories. Mm-hmm more than I've experienced or been there, you know? Well, hey, let me, let me, let me cut it a different way. Okay. Or if you have an example too, because I would love to hear examples. Okay. So like, for example, um, when a girl wants to learn a style of dance, but she has to go to these guys who actually are skilled in this dance, you know, and you hear the conversations about, oh, this girl, she want to learn from me. And how, like, how did the guys approach to the mentality that men have when it comes to like women being involved to learn a craft? The, the, the mentality men that men adopt with like just that woman being around, like niggas is horn dogs type stuff. And like yes. they're looking at women like a piece of meat. And like, what's yeah. what's your? How do you feel about that? How can it? How can it be changed? Oh, man, that goes. That goes on. Like that's the fault of. I'll, I'll say, I'm going to take responsibilities for most dudes. Uh, man, to change though, like this is a really deep, touchy uh, situation, but mm-hmm. I can think of solutions easier than talking about it. Because, you know, the solution is who raised them? Oh. Who taught them to be a man? Mm. You know, because I have, I have a nephew right now. Right. And the, the education that I got like, I'm not going to lie, I was a, I, coming into the dance scene when I first came in, I was a horn dog as well. But I was I was young and I was dumb and naive. It's not until I found my beautiful, lovely girl, girlfriend, Stephanie, you know, you know her. Yes, yes. So, hey, <laughs> so, Stephanie. <laughs> yeah. So, bro, it's, it's like, it's a culture of men. Like, you just, you just, like, just you and me talking about this, like, the saying it mentioning it's a problem and it's an issue i think that's a good first step for a change and shift in, in culture mm. right because i don't know about you but grow, growing up like i had my circle of friends were like yeah but but that bitch or whatever right. you know what i'm saying yeah like, i participated too bro i was in that same yeah. mentality so now at the age i am i'm like yo that's not like you, you remember when i told you like my thing is about community right that destroys community that doesn't build community mm-hmm. and i would rather build a community because i get more uh fun and enjoyment out of life when i'm sharing with a cohesive group of people but that can only happen if you're not thinking everybody's a piece of meat or that. property you know what i'm saying like yes treating them as a human being is so, so simple to do but so easy not to do mm-hmm. so I don't know if that answers your question, but it's a t- touchy subject. I think that I think the solution is easy, but not easy. You know. Well, 
I think, yeah, but I, I can say like, just uh, you know, it's it's up to us men to hold each other accountable in that sense. Yeah. Because you know, out of all the groups, there's always at least one person there who's like knows this shit ain't right. They just like, nah, man. Because they, they, there's some dude in a group who like has a great relationship with their mom or their grandma or their auntie and or a lot, a lot of women in their family that they know like would not stand for that. They never let them talk to women like that, but they were a group of friends who were just in that mentality, you know? Right. It right. may cause for them to separate from that friend group, but like just more men to hold themselves, hold each other accountable for just how they treat women, how they speak on them. Not right. only just in the dance world, but just on the everyday, on the everyday basis. Like that, in my opinion, is a, is a great start, you know? Just like, don't be afraid to be ostracized by your homeboys or even cussed out or even possibly beat up. Cause you know, some people do take that route. Yo, that, honestly, you know, you it, stand because we all came from a woman. That's inevitable. There's yes. unless you're some freakish alien type genetics that we all come from a woman, and women are literally the gatekeepers of life and they birth nations. So to sit here no. and like talk down on them is just you know we're talking down on ourselves in actuality. Our so existence. I'm gonna add on. I'm gonna add on to that. So I heard. I heard today. I was list, I was actually listening to. Um, it's about politics. I listen to a lot of stuff about politics, but this one dude I was listening to, he was saying that in today's culture, today's society, mm -hmm. we value sex more than we do love. But to have a like a really good cohesive society, you need love. Yeah. Right. Like sex is the after effect of love. Uh -huh. It's not sex first, right? Right. So I, I think we're as a as a culture as a society I think we value you know because of advertisements and marketing sex sells. Mm. Um, I think we're losing. We're we're losing our our. How do I say? I don't know how to put this. Say humanity. This. <laughs> humanity. The lo the love for the love for humanity. The love, just love, loving for people real? like. Yeah, like, do you really need, you really need to get in there with that girl? Like, but then some people don't have a concept of what that is, so to say, because their upbringing and background, you know, like, yeah. say for this, you know, if you have women around you that don't love themselves enough to take a stand or even speak up for themselves, you know, like some women take pride, like we see on the social media, some women take pride in being called bitches. They like, they glorify that. So they do like, <laughs> yeah, bitch. And then it's just like, and then when you tell them like, yo, why you let them call you a bitch? Nigga, who is you? Okay, <laughs> nigga, it's like, it's it's a really, it's a paradox in, in, that, in that sense. So it's like, you know, where do you begin? But I think men on the most front, because, you know, I feel like if more, if more men started treating women better, something would click in their minds. They'd be like, yo, yeah, yeah. And, and vice versa too. Mm. So it's like, damn, it's like, it's, it's talking about burning both ends of the candle, but it's like, you know, the starting point, at least just for this conversation, us as men, knowing knowing what we know and just being leaders innately, yeah. that's, that's something that we need to hold ourselves accountable. We need to hold each other accountable for how we treat women, because again, like, unless, no offense, unless you're homosexual, you know, women is literally going to be what brings life into this world. You're going to need a woman to bring a child into this world. So if you're really out here just violating, treating them like they're nothing, it's like, what does that say yeah. about your, and, if you have a daughter or like 
you know? And that, yo, not only that, but that woman, like, has to have the peace of mind in her head to raise that child. Yeah. To become somebody, to become an adult. Yeah. So, bro, men, men need to be father figures or be a father. I, I, I know it's so dumb to have to say this, but that's not a thing. Like, I didn't grow up with a father. Like, my dad... So we have something in common because because of our not growing up with the father, I f- feel like, you know, I, I was that horn dog when I was younger, <laughs> but I I had to learn. I had to go through my own journey and say, that's wrong. Right. You know, so, bro, just just you and me talking about this, honestly, goes a long way for me because another dude talking to this about another dude, which I rarely do. <laughs> Like that is, that's just enough. Like that's that's a start to yeah. to changing, you know, to seeing a better culture, a better society, you know, within dance, without out of dance, because the same issue is everywhere. Yeah, right? it's but a recurring in, in, thing. In, in, da- in dance, we'll see a different aspect to it, but mm. but hey, let's hold each other accountable. I'm down for that. Facts. And whoever listens to it is going to be ripping the bandaid off. That's mm-hmm. what I told you, bro. I said, like, hey, we got these questions, but it may veer off because wasn't what needed to be said would be said. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, more, shout out to the women out there who know they queens that you know hold it down because we gotta admit, like, us men, if you got a woman in life, they be keeping it together for us when we be at our lowest points and shit about yes. crazy stuff. Like my, they speak my, life into us. My lady did. She helped <laughs> me through my worst times. So they stronger than us, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like we be over here thinking we tough and shit, but they be the ones that's like uh, keeping us. Yo, uh. so, so so here here's here's a like somebody. Remember? Do you remember Pooja? You ever met Pooja? That name sounds to me, but I don't remember. It, it was it was a the Indian Indian uh, lady that used to drink up whatever with us. Uh, I can't say. I, I can't say. Okay, well. I'll skip that part, who she was, but I got, I, I learned something from her, right? Okay. Between, a, uh, the difference between a man and a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, it, this is going to get a little spiritual, spiritually deep, I guess, with feminine, okay. Go ahead. feminine, feminine and masculine energy. Yes. So uh, as a man, you know, we have a, say we have, a, we have a dick, penis, right? Right. And that comes out of our body. This has a point, by the way. If anybody's watching, this has a point. Good, <laughs> and then a, a female, her the, their genitals are on the inside, right? Yes. So she was she was telling me because of the way we are created and designed, a man has that that gives a man a masculine and the woman the feminine. But to <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to find the words how she said it because she said it so eloquent, but. Because the way we were designed, a woman is more inside, uh. in, inside internally, because their organs are inside. Right. So they, when you're in a relationship with a woman, the the feminine and the masculine energy coming together, mm. the feminine, the woman has a vision because the vision comes inside of you first. Right. And the man, he does the work. He goes outside. So right. when a man and a woman come together, the woman has a vision, and then and the man executes it. And uh. together, together they come together and they go. They go far in life, right? Yes, yes. If it, it, I'm trying to remember, she said it so beautifully, and it, it made me understand the the masculine and feminine energy coming together, mm-hmm. uh, long for long term relationship. 
Right. You know, marriage, girlfriend, wife, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, that 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 does make a lot of sense because, you know, it's not to say like men don't have feminine energy because there's a balance the both hemispheres of the brain, but just far as like the external parts of our being and that, you know, in those those faculties, yes, like women are receptive again, because I, I mentioned they're the gateways to life. They're that, you know, life flows through them into this world so they have a a depth it came from inside right right yes and they have a depth of understanding about how this works that we us men will never have so they're like our spiritual teachers in the sense when it comes to universal laws and most of the times dudes kind of like brush them off as like they're nagging they're complaining but like they're telling us what they need they're telling us what going to create you know the best life for us because it's a cliche, but it's not happy wife, happy life. I'm not trying to put, you know, that and give it. It's but cliche, it's, but it's, it's true. Say like, yeah, yeah, but it's to say, like, if your woman is not, you know, at peace, then your life probably going to be hell. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's just how it is, unfortunately. But it's just like, you know, us men, we need to own our role, the God-given role we have in this lifetime and not try to, you know, put the blame on them as, like, Oh, you tripping? Cause they not, you know. I some women are unbalanced in that in that particular area. Yeah. But there's like, some exceptions. Yeah, yeah. Like of course there's exceptions, but still, like when you can get past our own egos and see like the actual what's being communicated. Yeah, you'll know. Like she's. It's actually. It could be like it's God talking to me, saying like, because women's gonna multiply whatever we give. Bottom line, you give them bullshit, they gonna multiply bullshit. Yeah. You give them love, they gonna multiply. <laughs> Come home, got a good plate of food. Yes. House clean, like shit. <laughs> I had a rough day at work, but my bae got me. She got the Netflix lined up. Like, what you mean? So it's like, <laughs> it's the roles we need to understand. Our divine roles, as you know, just in genders as well, in order as to a, solidify that. Oh, actually, because uh, you're kind of touching up on it a little bit. But as far as like uh, gender goes, yeah. as far as gender goes, there's still you still need masculine and feminine energy. So if you're the still if you're still the same gender, the masculine and the feminine, whoever that is, yeah. that still needs to work. Like there right. is still a feminine and a masculine. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know how that world works. You know the LGBTQ world, but I know masculine and feminine works most of the time, no matter what gender you are. Same gender, different gender. There needs to be a masculine and a feminine doing their roles in the relationship. Yeah. So. You were kind of touching on that. I just feel like I just had to add that. Of course, like, again, let's say know your role, stuff like, you know, you can't have, that's like the woman or the guy, like the woman trying to be too manly and the guy trying to be too feminine. It's just like, you can see how that creates chaos and stuff. But like, yes. when everybody yes. understands their role, there's harmony, there's that union. And so, yes. Man, you know a lot about this stuff. <laughs> come on, bro. I mean, like, I do my inner work, bro. I mean, I'm determined to be better and like, that's how me and stephanie have worked out for so long we just we know our roles in our relationship but we stick to that she lets mm-hmm. me do me as a man mm-hmm. and as a woman i let her do her and if she, and if she if her feminine energy if i if her feminine if i need to feed off of feminine energy if i need to learn something from it mm-hmm. i do it and then i go out and work because that's what a man does right we're not and it's okay to learn from your lady. Like people, like men, we need to realize like they got a lot to teach us too. Just not necessarily like on a, a scholarly type level, but more so like 
you know, if you understand how they interact with the world around them and stuff, yep. they teach you certain things like how to nurture, you know, that's yep. something as men, we have a problem with, you know, and being okay with our emotions. Cause like, yo, we, us men, we be wanting to cry sometimes and we feel like, oh, I be too hard. <laughs> I gotta be extra hard. It's like, bro, go ahead and cry. Let the tears go. go. <laughs> like, bro, just go ahead and cry, bro. Like, Let it go. Just... <laughs> <laughs> you know, man, hit the, uh, it's all right. <laughs> it's all right. You're you better after. That's oh, you remind me of that viral video. This. Yeah, that's why that's there. So we can refresh. That's the refresh button. Yep. So, yeah, like, it started for the men holding ourselves accountable and just, you know, understand our roles as men in this world because. You know, we can't do what we do. We can't bring life into this world like that. And that's something that we can't, we can't be a community if we're, if we're horn dogs, you know? Hell no. We, we can't have a dance community. You can't have a capoeira community. You can't, you can't work in a work environment professionally nope. if you're not just being a, 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 a good role model as a man. Right. Like everything, every part of that social fabric of whatever community you're a part of. If there's a horn dog, you'll fuck it up. Yeah. The sex does like uh jade a lot of experiences. Myself, I've sex jaded is spiritual. Some, <laughs> I, yeah, I've jaded, I've jaded a lot of experiences before, like friendships and stuff. Like, are we vibing? She's like, whoa, I ain't even see you like that. You're like, but I thought <laughs> ah, because sex was on the mind the whole entire time. So, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, but right, that, yeah, whoever listens to this, they gonna be like, damn. I need to check myself, but hopefully they do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're going to uh, move into like the last category and stuff because uh, we, we're coming up on that time though. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we're going to start with uh, nutrition. So as active as you are between mm. military, between martial arts training, between dance as well, as well as, um, you know, all the mental functions that you're going through on a day-to-day basis. Side gigs. What food fuels you? Uh, healthy fats. I, I do the keto diet a lot. So, oh. so I'm not, you ever heard of the keto diet? Uh, no, I, I heard keto. <laughs> the same, same thing. thing. Keto, ketogenic, ketogenic. Yeah. So, K-E-T-O? Yeah. K-E-T-O. Okay. So, so the point of, the point of that diet is I might get a little deep into nutrition if you don't mind. No, because I, I I had to look into this because I wanted to find a diet that would um, fuel my energy mm-hmm. consistently, long term, clean. You know, not just depending on caffeine or other substances right. to like keep me going. So that we have three sources of fuel that our body uses from the foods that we eat. One of them is carbohydrates. You're familiar with that, like when. I don't know if you ever heard when people uh, say they're about to do some kind of workout, they just carb up. Yeah. Right. Because uh, it turned carbs turning. This is going to be nerdy. Carbs turning to glucose. Glucose is what gives you that that energy from the carbs, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's proteins from meats. There's protein and 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 vegetables as well. But the proteins will also help fuel your body to move. And then there's healthy fats. So healthy fats is like avocados, yeah, uh, uh, coconut oil. Mm. Uh, I, I have ghee butter. I don't know if you ever heard about ghee butter, but that's like really good uh, butter. Like it's organic uh, butter. Basically. Almond butter. Uh, I heard, but <laughs> no. I haven't looked into almond butter, but the, but the point is, it's healthy fats, and your 
you, you put your body into a state. It's a state of ketosis. That's why it's called a keto diet. Because okay. your, your body goes into a meta, metabolic state of ketosis. And your body produces ketones is, is what they call it. You can actually measure your ketones. I'm, I'm getting kind of nerdy with the diet part because I, I, I did my research. So I do the keto diet. It, it helps you feel clear-minded. Clear minded, not have. Do you know when you eat like a big, big ass meal and you just get the itis? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that I that itis is, uh, I can't speak for everybody, for but mostly because of the carbs. Mm. If you eat, if you eat avocados and vegetable and just meat, tell me if you feel the itis. It no, depends I how much you eat. Vegetables and stuff like eating before I got in the car, bro. Like it's, I don't feel sleepy or nothing. Yo, it's, and that's what, that's, that's what it's all about. Like that, that's, that's, that's what I do basically to answer your question. Mm-hmm. Keto diet. I'm not strict because you always need a balance no matter what you do in life. Yeah, you always need a balance. So I, I when it, especially when I have like a heart, like busy schedule, keto, strict, strict keto. But when I'm loose, relax, I'm home chilling. I'll have some carbs. I'll eat them french fries, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. No, we yeah, we got we gotta give ourselves some freedom, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what about you? Look, I, honestly, I want to know what do you do. Uh, well, same same question to you. I'm just okay. Curious. So uh I had a, a bit of a journey of ups and downs. Yeah. I went hardcore vegan towards the end of my trip in Mexico and yeah. just like was just vegan vegetarian. But then uh, I started losing weight and getting real like abnormally skinny. And then, mm. you know, I had suffered an injury, a knee injury, tore my meniscus. And yeah. I felt like that was the cause of that. Then um, I went back to just lightly eating seafood with the vegetarian diet. Then came here to Atlanta, uh, straight vegan for a couple months, but that still was like not energizing me. Then I went back yeah. to just eating like, I was eating all this Atlanta good stuff. They talk about soul food and all that. I was like, I gotta taste the city. So then, like, but then I was having like real bad breakouts and stuff. My skin was looking crazy, oily. Oh, and then I was a lot of fatty, huh? like fatty. It was like a, a fast food or processed. Like, bro, I can smell the grease coming from my skin. Okay, bro. okay, too much soul food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then then um went straight. I ended up getting my girlfriend. We went straight vegetarian again. Was going hard with that. I got great results from it. But then um no. When I came here to where I am now, I've been slowly getting off of meat, but sometimes I go back to it just because I'm so active with my body. You know, I can't be doing a high performer and not have something like at least to like cement that yeah. will offer that uh, uh that added additional nutrition and stuff. I don't know the proper terminology for what it is, but I know my body, you know, for the activities I'm doing, I need some meat in order to like sustain that and keep yeah. myself from being injured. And so, uh, yeah, at first I was pro, I was like, yo, F meat. But then when I realized the results, I had to switch back. But most of the time it's mostly vegetarian, like black beans, uh, broccoli, peas, carrots, mushrooms. I, I love mushrooms. And um, Me too. Tomatoes. I eat a lot of spinach. Like sometimes I'll just take bread, put a load of spinach, put some honey mustard, and just like eat spinach raw like that because it has I a lot of iron. <laughs> So yeah, bro. Throw some like, avocados in there. Huh? Throw some avocados in there. 
them are the things expensive though, bro. Like, they are, they are. They yeah, are. and they in this ones these stores they be having they kind of old. So, but uh, <laughs> I gotta get back on my shopping in season more. But now you like cayenne pepper and my, my ingredients. I have cinnamon for like you know to keep my blood circulation. Yeah. I use pink Himalayan salt. That's good for you. So like. Yeah, a lot of things keep it alkaline, keep my body, you know, functioning. But it's more intuitive. Like, mm-hmm. I researched things before, but, like, now it's just, like, my body kind of tells me what it needs. Yeah, you get a feel for it. Mm-hmm. That's kind of uh, – I know we have, like, different diets, but that's – after a while, uh, I notice when I'm, like, strict keto, how my body feels, and when I'm not. Mm-hmm. And I could just kind of – I just – I have an intuition with the foods I eat now, like – I'm going to feel this way if I eat this. Yeah. I just, I, I just know I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose all my energy and I have to decide, <laughs> do I want to be a fat ass right now? <laughs> or do yeah. I want to keep, want to keep working and busy, whatever. But no, I, you know, that's, that's very true. You just, you get a feel for what your body needs after a while. Yeah. Like I was eating some um, Jamaican food. I had funny thing. I had uh, curry chicken with yellow mm. rice and then I had, mm. um, Mm. I've been grits, bro, which is mm. horrible. It's not a great combination at all. But no, I, was like, I was like, fuck it. I'm watching anime and I'm about to eat this flavorful food. <laughs> That's I'm all you can do. like crazy. I'm going to feel weird. I'm going to feel bogged, slow down. But hey, I know what I need to do. Detox. Right. A couple of days, a couple of weeks. And I did. So I was just, yep. I got my flow. <laughs> do you do, you, do a, you ever heard of an intermittent fasting? I've done that. But uh, let me say about Okay, so when I was working at Hertz at the airport, I would try to do a five-day fast, just straight fruit, bro. What? But, oh, fruit. Oh, shoot. Okay. But just working hardcore for eight hours, physical labor, and then, you know, being only on fruit, bro, I only lasted two days before I was like, yo, I'm going to die. So <laughs> like, let me not. And so I only made it two days hardcore, but if I fast how I want to fast, I can't be doing any activity. Like, I can't. Yeah, be. yeah. So so I actually, I actually do intermittent fasting as and uh, that's just fasting for part of the day. Mm. So I eat uh, my fat, my intermittent fasting. I do this pretty much every day, uh, except for the weekends. Weekends is cheat day for me. But uh, but uh, it's I eat for I have an eight hour window where I eat. So then the sixteen hours that I'm not eating, my my you know my whole digestive system is getting a break. Mm-hmm. You know it's not working. I have, I have other stuff in my body that's the energy is going to you know yes so i i think uh even inner even even fasting a little bit is healthy as well because on top of keto that's also another thing in my toolbox of um, diet right to stay healthy and maintain myself like i'm 32 i can still do head spins and windmills yeah flares and i could flip just like i just like i could when i was younger you know with the exception of a couple moves here and there but for the the age stuff is overrated because if you take care of your body it doesn't really like you know because there's like we see like chinese old dude who's sticking like put their legs yeah man those dudes take care of themselves like that's my goal man that's my goal i I still want to do freaking windmills when i'm 70 facts you know before the intermittent inter, intermittent fasting, if I said that correctly, intermittent. Uh, I feel like my body some days I just don't eat for the whole day until like dinner time. So like, I know my my organs let me know when it's like, nah, bro. Yeah, I don't need that's, to. Eat. That's basically what that is. Okay. Yeah. Like I listen to my body and respect it. Like 
I sometimes now it's to the point if I look at a a pack of like say pop tarts and shit, my body's like hell no, you better not, and I'm just like you're right. But <laughs> other ways yeah. though, so yeah, it's it's a matter of being in touch with yourself at that point. But that's trial and error, and I think we both yeah. we both hit that level of like we just know now. It's not like here here's a list on what you need to do. It's more like you have to know thyself. You have yes. To. And so yes. yeah, which challenges the status quo with like these new health tips. You know, like it's it's not really a regime, but it's more so taking control of what you eat in that discipline. Yeah, yeah. Man, I don't know, I don't know what anybody else says about diet. I just know I I, I research what works for me, you know. That's what it's coming down to. Like I can't I don't oh. know if I can recommend them, but I can't say like, I'm a nutritionist and all this. I can't recommend things. I just say yeah. like, yo, uh I just tell people what to cut. Like you don't need to be yo. eating like garbage. You know, here, here, here's something I learned. Here's something I learned. So we all come from different parts. Or if you follow our lineage, our yes. history, right? We all come from different parts of the continent. Yeah. And depending on where your ancestry was from, mm -hmm. they had a certain diet because that's all they had to eat. Right. In their area. So we have people that live by the, you know, by the ocean. Yeah. They mostly ate fish. And what does fish have? A lot of omega fatty acids. And then there's even in Alaska, they, they were, uh, well, in the North, North Pole, like they eat a lot of blubber, a lot of whales or whatever, yeah, fatty has, has a lot of omega fatty acids and that worked for them. And then there's people who live, who are farmers, right? Farmers have a different diet. There's people who are uh, nomads, yeah. nomads, they just kind of find whatever they can find along the way. Mm -hmm. So I, I think you're we have like this base ancestry, like DNA. Yeah. And I, I think you gotta like research your DNA as well. Know, know where you came from and know like what diet. That's what, profound you say that bro. Cause that actually yeah. highlights this uh, agenda to the public when people try to have these, you know, food trends. So about this yeah. is it, this diet, this, but it's like, it's so intricate to our DNA and heritage that like our, I did, I, I, our digestive system responds differently to certain things and stuff. But if you're not aware of it, yep. for example, yep. like the black community and shit, we thinking like we supposed to be eating chitlins and shit like that, but like, nah, bro, we're not supposed to be eating this stuff. No, no, like, so yes, yeah, like what you said is so profound on many levels, bro. Like, yeah, think about that. think about what tribes tribes eat, like without without the outside influence from the like the Western world. Right. They hunted. They were working. Or they were farmers. They grew shit, right? And that stuff coming from the earth. Yep. That's that's natural, you know. Mm. Not fried food, processed food. Nope. You know, grease, sauce, <laughs> all that, oh, all that oh, stuff. Man, is. Salt, but it's just like hot sauce. Nah. <laughs> 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 who, who invented that? I mean, but you have some cultures, but like, yeah, most of the stuff that's on the store shelves and stuff is not anything that was like hereditary or something if it's I box understand. not good for you what we say if it's box it's not good for you <laughs> yeah i ain't gonna cap i had some barbecue chips before I, with my veggies and stuff bro too. don't worry cheat cheat day is a thing don't don't feel guilty yeah just don't make it a habit <laughs> yeah you're right you're right but it, that's like i hope everything everything in moderation you're right yeah and i hope people take away from that like they can get that from all which we said but yeah, we're gonna go to the conclusion, bro. Cause like Woo. we've been on a journey for sure. This is yep, yep. it's more than what I expected. I'll say that. 
That's good. <laughs> All right. So for we the vibe, bro. We vibe. <laughs> I'm not. That's the praise. I'm in the conclusion. I said the praise. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right. So back to a dance based question. Yes, what sir. should the coming youth expect in the next years of dance and what should be observed with caution? So like, you know, based on how things are evolving with the internet as well as trends and what is being highlighted on social media, what through the algorithms is being posted in your face, what, sh what should they observe and, um, you know, engage with caution? I think in today's world, the technology, has made, you know, especially technology with social media, right? Mm -hmm. I think what kids need to watch out for is ego. Oh. You know, we've we've already mentioned that a couple times yeah. while, we, while we've been talking. But ego is ego is the enemy. Ego is kind of the, the center uh, of your destruction <laughs> or yeah. this, the center of your downfall. Mm -hmm. You know. So I think it's easy to look at nowadays, especially younger generation, it's easy, it's easy to go on social media, look at somebody, idolize them and say, I want that, mm. right? Mm. So I think that's gonna be the biggest trap because bro, think about social media before we were born. I remember a time before I social do. media. Like, do you remember all the NBA like players, uh, boxers like all these like, football players before social media they were working on their craft i'm like i'm going back to the skill thing like yeah. they were working on their skill there was nothing for them to post really quick to show off right and i think that quick hit of gratification oh my followers are going to see some content from me ah uh, that dopamine that dopamine yes yes exactly that you already know you you seem to know what i'm talking about yeah so, i do <laughs> That quick, that quick hit of dopamine is, I've fallen victim to it too. So I'm not just, speaking, I'm speaking from experience, you know? So that quick hit of dopamine, dopamine. Like it's different if you're trying to build a brand on social media, because mm -hmm. you got to put some work into that. And there is a skill to building your brand. Like mm -hmm. what you're doing with your podcast, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's a skill. You're branding yourself, but <clears throat> have the product and <laughs> the virality mm. i don't know if i'm getting off track but no nah, i have something to touch on that like go ahead you know uh people doing anything for a dollar like with this trend uh, the uprise of only fans and stuff you know like <laughs> <laughs> so funny. only fans you know people just selling the ass for like <laughs> five dollars a subscriber and shit like yeah you five dollars to see my butt i was kidding no 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 it's like i'll be researching Rex. I'm like, what, what is this shit but it's like people selling the ass for you know a couple of dollars. It's like yeah, you putting food on your table, but like now what you are underneath that garment is no longer a secret because it's on the internet. It's forever there. Somebody yeah. always has it. Somebody see you in public, they be like, oh, you're. They look at you like, damn, you was over here doing this. So yeah, yeah, I feel like that's as long, as, long as they're hey, as long as they're paying taxes, they're contributing to uh, the economy. <laughs> hey, bro. We, we have two different stances on that. Uh, people do what they want to with their body. I'm just saying, you know, it's a matter of it's honesty hey, to self. Shoot, I can I can touch on that. Go ahead. <laughs> so, so I I have more of a view of uh, I I don't think that industry is 
good for society at all. I'll just say that. But I, I, I'm the type of person that, that thinks, do you have your freedom? Do what you yeah. want to do. Make it, make your money the way you want. As long as it's not illegal, you ain't, you ain't stealing anybody's money. You ain't double crossing anybody, right? Do your bit, handle your business, right? I, I just don't think it's good for society at large. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 actually, to talk about what we were talking about earlier, it doesn't help men become men. Uh. Thing yeah if there's women out there doing that stuff and i know it's a hustle i know it's a hustle for some women no disrespect to your only fans hustle but a lot of men can get trapped sucked in and that that doesn't help men who have addiction with that kind of thing but wait you know? but wait there's more because like oh, you know okay. this is gonna get hit you're gonna get hit with this too because there's Go men ahead. over there selling dick and Ooh. over here Doing all this other shit too. Like I ain't trust me, I ain't never seen that. But it's like you see people in the comments going back and forth talk about how how dare you put all the all the responsibility on women. And it's like I got you on that for sure. But to like what you say, like that mentality for society is not good because at large. But the real problem is more so certain things that weren't that that were viewed in a negative light are becoming legal now. And so it's like to what extent will it stop? Because, like, now, unfortunately, bro, yeah. you're trying to have this whole, like, say, like, you, you can damn marry a child now. Like, people can marry children and shit as long as their parents are okay with it. I'm like, bro, that shit is out of pocket. What? But now, but because it's becoming legal, people are just like, well, and I'm like, I'll be damned if somebody come to my daughter or some shit talking about, hey, I love her. I feel like I'm a kid on the inside. I'm beating your ass, damn it. Yo, you, so what the crazy. hell? So it's, a question, it's in the question Yo. of, like, what is ethical and and moral and and moral do you think do you think our culture is kind of normalizing that yes 100 percent. like we're just validating i agree i agree, I agree. it's not good due to a trend or saying like it's okay because you know i'm getting money it's just like nah we're not thinking a bigger picture but that's 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 me yeah as long as they don't have kids man do your only fans oh because yeah that is <laughs> Hey, for the listeners, comment your thoughts. <laughs> Share your opinions. We would love to hear it. And uh, yeah, we're going we to wrap this up. <laughs> yes, this has been Yo, episode seven, Yo. part five of Injustice Revolution on Students and Scholar with the, the guest star, Ray Mosu, the lion, like you already know. Yeah. Man, we appreciate you and your time for being on here, bro. And just like it's thanks nice for having me. Thanks for thinking about me. Huh? I said thanks for having me. Thanks for thinking about having me on this podcast. Oh, bro, because I know I know you got the mind for it. You have a lot to say just from our conversations before. And just the world needs to hear, like, like we said, you know, the world's changing and not in the best ways, but some people the people who really want to hear the information and seek and are thirsty for it, they're gonna come here. They're gonna want to hear our conversations. Yeah. yeah, your time has been much appreciated and just like your openness to answer these questions, that transparency is valued beyond words, bro. Yeah, I, I learned we think alike more than what I remember. <laughs> so. I had some growing to do, bro. So it's like, you know, yeah, yeah. We, our paths crossed and yes. So there's be more conversations in the future. But yes. I know after like 
these interviews and stuff, I definitely uh be having to like meditate on some things because like it's transformative for me too. It's like always new perspectives and stuff. So yeah, you know, uh, let's just keep elevating, bro. And yes, anything, any last words you want to say to the listeners before you, you know, before we close this thing out? Uh, no, you know, if you made it this far, I appreciate you listening to us. And honestly, I think I want to thank all your all, anybody who's listening to this or will listen to this. Appreciate you for taking the time to listen to this, hearing our thoughts or two cents on this. And that's all I want to say is thank you to your listeners. Appreciate all right, now, that was Ray Mosu. This is Student to Scholar, episode seven, part five of the Justice Revolution. Ooh. And yeah, we're about to hit y'all with some tunes from the one and only DJ Goddess Kiko on the ones and twos. You heard? <laughs>